Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And I'm Doris Hansen, your host, and we're here every Thursday night to bring the uh, what's going on in the culture of polygamy out in the open and talk about it on our television show. And tonight, with our co-host, Earl Erskine, we are going to together uh, talk about and critique a particular TLC television broadcast of the show, Sister Wives. But first, I'd like to remind our viewers that uh, everyone who's involved with the production and the broadcast of this show are volunteers and no one gets paid a dime or a dollar for the work that they do each week to bring this show to broadcast every Thursday evening and we're encouraged each week when we hear from our viewers how we have helped them uh, come to grips with the biblical truths uh, that we broadcast weekly and we want to thank everyone who donates prayer for our efforts and if God seems to be nudging you to perhaps get involved with our broadcast expenses we invite you to go to our website, whatloveisthis.tv, and click Keep Us on the Air with a Donation. And all funds that are uh, given in this way will go directly to broadcasting our weekly show. And we do want to thank all who help bring uh, this culture the biblical truths that is so needed. On April 25th of 2013, a panel discussion took place at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. The discussion was between Cody Brown and his four polygamist wives on the one side, and on the other side there were four ex-Mormon fundamentalists who represented people that have suffered adverse and abusive experiences in polygamy. The panel discussion or debate was broadcast in parts and portions on TLC's Sister Wives television show on Sunday, September 15th, which was a little less than two weeks ago, which was four months after the actual debate. Some of the players, however, were not happy after all was said and done. In fact, some of the panelists felt that they had been bullied simply because they dared to tell their own personal story of abuse and of how their freedom of choice and uh, other freedoms, personal freedoms, were violated in polygamy. The invited guests for the panel discussion were Kristen Decker, she's the author of 50 Years in Polygamy, Big Secrets and Little White Lies. Kristen is also the director of Sound Choices Coalition, which is an organization that helps reveal the truths of um, in the inherent abuses of polygamy and fights against legalizing or decriminalizing polygamy. The next invited guest was Colleen Snow. She previously was a guest on our show. She was born and raised and married at 16 years old in the Kingston Polygamy Group. The next invited panelist was Willie Steed. He was born and raised in the FLDS. He left about a year, probably a little over a year ago, and he will be the guest on our show this coming November. 
And the fourth invited guest was Christine Marie Catus, also a previous guest on our show. And when she told her story of being victimized by a modern-day self-proclaimed prophet, seer, and revelator, and translator, Christine Marie is the founder of Voices for Dignity. As I already said, we're going to critique sec September 15th's TLC broadcast of the April panel discussion with these people as the guests. And this discussion was at the University of Nevada at Las Vegas. Now, we must keep in mind as we talk about this that it was TLC who initiated the debate. It wasn't the University um, of Nevada at Las Vegas who initiated it, and it wasn't the panelists. It was the TLC who originated and produced it. And before the panel even got into place, the moderator made a comment to the Browns, this was directly to the Browns, about the audience. And he said to the Browns, you cannot convince them if their mind is already made up. But if their mind's not made up, maybe you can convince them. Of course, this is highly suggestive that their intent was to convince the unconvinced to accept polygamy. Of course, they do have a pro-polygamy agenda. It wasn't neutral. So we're going to show several clips from the television broadcast, and I'm going to name them clip number one, two, or three, so that uh, the clip will go up on the screen, and, and then we will be talking about it. So clip number one is going to be how the Browns talked a lot about anti-polygamous. So let's look at clip number one. There's a lot of criticism. The loudest noise coming from our culture are those who have left it and are antagonistic toward it. We've been dealing with this anti-polygamous wave of hate our whole, all of our lives, all of our, lives, all, all of our marriage, you know. Um, I'm worried that it's just going to be another ambush. We get ambushed all the time with the anti-polygamous. And it makes me angry at these anti-polygamous for being so closed-minded. A lot about the anti-polygamous. Robin even said that they'd been dealing with this anti-polygamy wave of hate all their lives. Was there anyone on the panel discussion that showed hate, exhibited hate towards well, the Browns? I didn't, I didn't think so, and and uh, no, I, I didn't think so. I, I thought they were polite and, and uh, appropriate, said things that were appropriate. I did too, and it seems like that they were the ones who were painting the other side with their broad brush. Having come from a polygamy group myself, I need to say this. I know that all polygamists from the Mormon fundamentalists have a huge persecution complex. And in fact, in the polygamy group, we were taught from the cradle to fear the outside world. We were told that they hated us and that we were constantly reminded that we were God's special people. And because of that and polygamy, the world would hate us. So I think the Browns are probably carrying around that kind of a fear that isn't even uh, true. And after watching the entire show, I would say it seemed to me like the Browns came off as being prejudiced against anti-polygamists as much as they no. were accusing the anti-polygamists of being no. prejudiced against them. I agree with that. And, and just the idea that it would almost seem, though, appropriate because the insiders are the ones that would have, or the ones that have left would be the ones that would have an inside information mm -hmm. on on the practices and what goes on in a polygamy group. And I, right. I, don't, I don't think they're necessarily anti, 
I mean, they're anti-polygamous, but they're just trying to share what their experience was. Mm -hmm. That's true, and that's what they did on the panel. And, and I'd like to talk now about Christine Brown versus Kristen Decker. Kristen Decker is the sister of Christine Brown's mother which makes Kristen Christine's aunt. Now, Kristen got out of polygamy, and so did Christine's mother. But Christine Brown remained in it. But that didn't stop Christine Brown from complaining that Kristen was part of the other side of the panel discussion. That made her nervous. So let's look at some of the clips of Christine Brown's whining remarks that Kristen was participating. This is clip number two. One of the panelists is actually um, one of my mom's sisters, Kristen Decker, and um, she's there to talk about how she had this terrible experience living plural marriage and how she is completely against it. I know you're mad at your aunt, but why are you mad at her specifically because of this? I think you just want to pick a fight, Mom. She's totally against polygamy, and she's not even saying that people should be able to choose. She really is just saying no one should live it. The reason why I really have no interest in doing this panel, just really honestly, um, Kristen Decker being my aunt is really difficult. And doing a panel with her is not safe. And I don't like, I'm not thrilled about this. My speaking out isn't about hating them. It isn't about hating anybody. It's about trying to, just like you said, help other people. But what am I gonna do when I see her? I'm scared. Because I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. I don't know. Do you love her because she's in your family, or do you dislike her because she's anti-plugness? <laughs> Tough place to be in. Yeah. And I'm giving her all the platform that she needs to talk about why she hates my family so bad. I'm not really nervous to see Christine. In fact, I just can't wait to give her a hug. I, I always adored her. I know that we're on opposite feelings about this, and uh, that will be a challenge to do, but I still love them no matter what. And so we see Christine acting like she's scared to meet Kristen, and we didn't find anything horrible about Kristen. No, was she, was she, she seemed very mild. And, and very gentle, yeah, and yeah. she is. Um, besides all that, Kristen was invited by TLC to participate. Christine Brown and all of the Brown family knew in advance that Kristen would be there, and at any time they could have vetoed the invitation to any of the participants. So we wonder if Christine Brown's fear was merely hype for the show. One person told me that they had been told that this is the Browns show. So obviously the other side really didn't have much of a chance. And I'd also like to ask Christine Brown a question. Why did she demean Kristen for not being pro-polygamy? If Christine Brown had been abused like Kristen was, I would hope that she would get out of it and then she would speak out against her abuse like Kristen has had the courage to do. If we don't speak out, changes will never be made. But on the contrary, the Brown family seemed to use abuses in polygamy to justify polygamy in their own lives. Kristen had been uh, told in advance, asked not in advance to the discussion, not to use the name of the polygamy group that she left, which ironically is the same group the Browns are from, the AUB, which is the All Red Polygamy Group.
Kristen was both sexually and emotionally abused, and she found out later that her younger sisters had likewise been abused while her parents did nothing about the abusers. Kristen was gentle and respectful. She said nothing personally against Christine Brown or the Brown as a family. And again, the insights that she would have, and you've had so many guests on that have shared this same kind of experiences that, that uh, Kristen had, had experienced. Mm -hmm. so. so talking from the first person. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about Willie Steed's part in this next. Uh, uh, the broadcast of the debate included very little of Willie Steed's remarks. We do have a short clip of something that he said uh, about describing his life in polygamy. This will be clip number three. The Anthropology Department at UNLV is hosting a panel discussion with our family and some people who have been in polygamy and have had a negative experience. My experience of polygamy was hell. If one mother got, was jealous at the other mother, way to take it out, rather than take it out on the mother, she took it out on her children. My father was never around. And when he was, he wasn't a very decent person. And someone also said about this interview, which did not everything, by the way, got on the screen. Some of it a ended up on the cutting room yeah. uh, floor. But one viewer said, and I quote, Willie Steed from the FLDS community grabbed my heart when he emotionally talked about hating his life in polygamy, being beat by his father, watching siblings get beat and yelled at, being taken from school at age eight, to work for money to contribute to Warren Jeffs, of watching young boys get hurt on jobs that were completely unsafe for them, end quote. You know, very little time other than this was allowed for Willie to tell his story. The TV show kind of made him look a bit scared and timid, and yeah, yet he, so. he attended the panel discussion by invitation to tell his story. And so we wonder, since they invited him, uh, if they were just too uncomfortable to hear the truth. Uh, the, actually, the actual debate, of course, was different because of the edited portions. Mm. Um, but one of the panelists said about this, and I quote, the Browns were so busy trying to defend themselves that they started attacking us on how we were answering questions and how we were painting them out to be. We were trying to tell America our experiences. Our experiences were not good, were not happy, they were terrible. They are experiences that you don't like to look back on because it's so horrible you don't want to remember it, end quote. So I wonder if they disallowed much of Willie's story because they don't want their polygamous lives to reflect what they call the Warren Jeffs position as a poster child for polygamy. And Willie, of course, is from the FLDS. Once again, we must remind you that Willie was invited yeah. by the TLC to participate, but they didn't show much. And he wasn't of his challenging story. them and their practice, but he was trying to share their, his experience of what he went through. And mm -hmm. I, I felt yeah. like he was kind of shortchanged. I, I do too. So watch, his, watch our show November 14th because he'll tell his whole story here then. Which brings us to uh, comments about the abuses in polygamy. We have a clip of Cody's remark that polygamists are no different than others in our society because there are abuses everywhere. And this is clip number four. I think that it's patently unfair and unjust, in fact, to say that polygamy is evil because evils happen to you in polygamy. Monogamous have abuse. 
Other societies have abuse. Other religions have abuse. Non-religions have abuse. It is huge within polygamous societies and cultures and families, and it's not just in America, not just here. To be fair, we can't sit and broad brush this. You're painting us through your experience. No. Uh, well, no more than you are for everyone. No, I mean, you know, if God had truly commanded polygamy, it would be a better way of life, wouldn't it? Yeah, not I a worse so. one. And not simply an, e in an equal way of life, but a better, safer, happier, and more joyful way of life. Justifying the problems of polygamy by comparing them to the dysfunctions and abuses of other cultures or religions can't be a valid comparison. I think it's a cop-out. Yeah, you would expect it to be a better way of life, and not even equal, like yeah, you, you yeah. may say. It, it's just, uh, it should be a better way of life, and it just, over and over, it turns out not to be. And since when does one dysfunction validate another? That's true. And that's, that's kind of what he was trying uh, to say. And the court case in Canada, we're going to talk about that a little later as well. After a long and detailed study of polygamy, the Canadian courts ruled that it was necessary to keep polygamy illegal because of the inherent damages and abuses to women and children. Where else will you find a religion that requires the barbaric suffering of women forced to share their husband as a condition for eternal life? Where else can you find a huge practice of child brides like Mormon fundamentalists as a condition for eternal life? The religion th that they have forces them to exist in the confines of communal living and threats that everyone outside of their community is evil with intent of doing them harm. If polygamy is right, if it were from God, then the results of life in polygamy would be better, not worse. So uh, Cody's uh, remarks are totally without foundation and are not justifiable. Well, you're making two excellent points. <clears throat> One, of it, it should be a better way of life, and, uh, and God would, uh, would have given us a better way if polygamy was the, the right way. So, right, and he would have put it in the Bible and told us how to do or not to do it too, right. but he didn't. There's a couple of things we want to talk about Christine Marie next. Uh, and there's a couple of things about her remarks. First, Christine Marie did not project her own experiences onto the Browns, as she was accused of doing. Instead, she used research to prove that polygamy is an abusive lifestyle. And she explained, and I want to quote her personally uh, to me, she said this, quote, how the Canadian government was so liberal, they legalized same-sex marriage in 2004. They legalized prostitution in 2012. But when the Supreme Court of British Columbia sought to overturn the ban on polygamy, after receiving the most comprehensive judicial record on polygamy ever produced in the history of the world, Chief Justice Bauman declared that there was inherently too much harm to justify legalizing polygamy. And so, kudos to Canada, and we do hope and pray that the United States justices will follow suit. Now, we have clip number five, where Christine Marie agrees that the Brown family are unique. You guys are special, but so is somebody who can, you know, drive drunk without getting in an accident. That's unique. So, overall, we want, don't want to recommend that. It's really difficult. For, for families to live this lifestyle like you, and it's usually filled with problems, sadness, and, um, and poverty. 
Now, it's true, <clears throat> excuse me, that families, most polygamy families are not like the Brown families. They are unique. They are a unique polygamous family. But that doesn't change the facts that polygamy itself is abusive, secretive, oppressive, coercive. Shown over and over. <laughs> over and over. Yeah. It's not about consenting adults, by the way. Tens of thousands of children are born and raised. They live and, and die in polygamy. It has nothing to do with painting with a broad brush, which the Browns constantly accuse the other side of doing, and the facts speak for themselves. A most interesting part of this event that Christine Marie wanted me to mention was that she invited the Brown family to her photo studio in Las Vegas after the debate for a fun and creative photo shoot for free. Just come on down and let's fellowship and let's do some, some photo shots in her studio. And Christine Brown declined. She said, no, I don't think so. We're just on two different tracks. And this is typical of the polygamous mindset. If you're not one of them, they avoid you, especially if you're an apostate. They are to stay away from having relationships with outsiders, and this is sad. It's controlling and it's constricting. As Christine Marie said, they want the world to be open and embracing of them, but they don't return the favor for people who are different or who disagree with them. And Christine Marie asked me to, to say to the Browns, invitation is still open anytime you want to go to their photo studio and have a, a fun have a photo, photo shoot. shoot. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Seems like it. Now we have a clip from Colleen Snow as uh, what she talked about. And she talked about the relationships of sister wives in the Kingston polygamy group. This is clip number six. Sister wives are not friends they hate each other and if they were your babysitter your kids are gonna get beat and abused in different ways by those moms and her kids it was clear that Colleen was making a general statement about the sister wives in the Kingston polygamy group but Robin attacked her as though Colleen was talking about the Browns. The editing of this portion was tweaked so as to put Robin's remark at a, at a different point in the discussion. Robin attacked Colleen as she tearfully told of the abusive treatment that she suffered in polygamy. There wasn't much compassion there. And by the way, does the Brown family have the copyright on the term sister wives? Every polygamy group and every polygamy family have sister wives in the mix. And we think that Robin's knee-jerk reaction was insensitive as Colleen struggled with telling her story. And for the record, most sister wives in most polygamous families in most polygamy groups rarely get along very well. And we would like to mention this to encourage Colleen as she courageously goes forward in life outside of polygamy. Um, you can go to sisterwivesblog.blogspot.com and they are featuring a Team Colleen t-shirts. Um, you can go there and you can see that. Donations from the purchase of these t-shirts will be given to Kristen Decker's uh, Sound Choices Coalition organization, which exists to educate the public to the dangers of legalizing polygamy. That uh, The website there is at the bottom of the screen, and you can go there to order your Team Colleen uh, t-shirts as she goes forward in her life, too, in outside of polygamy, which is a tough road to go it sometimes. Is. And, and you've 
you haven't really been educated well in, in society, I guess, in, in the polygamy group. Oh, Is no, that right? Not or? at all. You, you don't really know how social graces or, yeah. or any how to interact with people outside the group. It's very difficult to learn yeah. how to do that. And so to, to come out, and to, I don't know if she has uh, some training now at this point where she can get jobs. She's, she's so moving on, forward, yes. Good, she's good she's moving her. forward very well. Good. During the actual panel discussion, but wasn't shown on the TV broadcast, a question was asked from the audience. The Browns were asked to say why they believed in polygamy. What doctrinal or belief system dictated their beliefs? And none of them seemed to know what to say. None of them answered. So Christine Decker uh, took, finally took the microphone and she proceeded to answer the question and explained the original LDS doctrine that originated from Joseph Smith. She explained that the fundamentalists hold tightly to Doctrine and Covenants section 132 where Joseph Smith wrote that those who don't live plural marriage will be damned. Joseph Smith wrote those who do not live plural marriage will be damned. That's not temporary. That's an eternal command, by the way, for all of you who believe in Joseph Smith but don't live polygamy. Mary later said she wanted to live that way because that's what she believed in, and it was her religious right to choose to do so. Mary is wrong. No one has the right to break the law, and polygamy is against the law. Congress passed laws and statutes outlawing the practice of plural marriage, and in 1878, in Reynolds versus um, the United States, the Supreme Court upheld the laws against polygamy as being constitutional. The Supreme Court ruled that religions do not have the right to behave illegally in the practice of their religion. Well, it's that's just what's so funny about TLC showing these kinds of programs, and they have actually got a couple of others that they're looking at, mm -hmm. and it's an illegal practice. Mm -hmm. It's never been legal, so it, it's just kind of confusing that they would do this. It's a good question. Yeah, why why are they doing that? And how how are they able to get away with it, really, since it's an illegal illegal practice? And it's not. They want to call it a religious freedom, but it's not religiously constitutional to break the law, that, no matter right. what it was. At one point, Robin was so upset, and she told them not to make her into a victim, but it seemed that the whole family has adopted the attitude that they are victims of the anti-polygamists. The trouble is, they are victims, but for a different reason. Now, it wouldn't take much for them to research, to discover, if they wanted the truth, that they have been victimized by a false prophet who gave false doctrine about how they're supposed to work their way and earn their right to eternal glory. But God has already clearly explained in the Bible that no one can do anything to become worthy to get to heaven or to earn His favor or to merit any exaltation. It's by grace and by grace, by alone. grace alone. No works will work to please God for sure. And marrying has nothing to do uh, with exaltation. Um, I thought it was interesting that TLC and probably directed the people not to talk about the religion and, and the actual basis for why they practice polygamy. We know it's a religious uh, foundation there, and yet it didn't come up until the until there was a question and answer period mm -hmm. that someone they couldn't avoid discussing this mm -hmm. background that they all have as a, a religious reason that they practice polygamy. And it's interesting too because that's the main point. 
The, the religion is yeah. the reason for it all, and yet they, they, practice it they don't it. even talk yeah. about it. So it's very strange. And, and the saddest and the most pitiful part of this whole Mormon belief system is that they're trying to earn eternal life, which God will only give as a gift. <laughs> Janelle said that she's grateful to have sister wives to help her with the children. But since when do you have to break the law to get a babysitter? We also wonder how the wives who stay at home with the kids, uh, how they feel, these stay-at-home polygamous wives who have to watch more kids than they would ever be licensed for if they had to open a daycare center. Christine Brown said she had an awesome family upbringing, but does that necessarily mean that all polygamous families and their children have an awesome family upbringing? There's hundreds and hundreds of personal stories that prove otherwise. Yeah. For me, growing up in polygamy uh, was a constant, terrifying, and abusive life. Some people had it worse. Some didn't have it uh, that bad. But I have brothers and sisters who would also say they grew up in an abusive, abusive environment. We were lied to about who our dad was and who he wasn't. We were lied to about who God is and who he isn't. The foundation of our lives was lies. That's so sad, <laughs> really. It is. Christine Marie challenged Mary, Cody's only legal wife, with the reminder that she doesn't have the freedom to sleep with her own husband every night because she's required to share him. Mary said she found it liberating not to have to sleep with her husband every night. That's not the point. The point is Mary must share her husband with these other women. Besides, that's a sad commentary on her marriage. Yeah, it is. Th that, that she's, you know, uh, uh, women, uh, most wives that's in a happy uh, monogamous marriage find it delightful to be able to sleep with her husband every night. And she, she misses him if for some reason he's not there. And, and, and it just doesn't make sense that she's... <laughs> That Anyway, Kristen Decker did a great job explaining that she's the only one that her husband sleeps with now. And we feel sorry for Mary and all the other polygamist women that you will never know the beauty of God's plan for them and for you in a monogamous marriage where you are the only one who is loved by your husband, loved exclusively by your husband, alone receiving all of his love and all of his passion and all of his attention which was God's plan from the beginning. Well, and, you, and you said earlier, and maybe you could repeat it, but just how jealousy is, is always there amongst the sister wives. That it, mm -hmm. In fact, one person on a television show said that it was like a caging, you had to keep your jealousy caged up because if it ever got out, it would destroy everything mm -hmm. in its path. You know, I, true. I, we're human. We would naturally be jealous. And, and that's right. Know. And it was Mary Mackert who said that uh, you stuff your feelings and stuff your feelings until you just don't feel your feelings anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you're talking oh, okay. about, that the jealousy doesn't come out. Uh, if it does start coming out, it'll eat you alive. And that's, so you have, to, you have to swallow it. And that's not God's plan. No. Cody Brown agreed that polygamy isn't for everybody and that he loves his family, which none of us doubt that he loves his family. That isn't the issue here. It's quite obvious that he loves his family, but that doesn't make it the right thing to do. We have clip number seven, where Janelle makes a very interesting comment about how she chooses a husband. Clip number seven. Because my religious beliefs say that I'm entitled to choose my husband, whether he's married or not, I, that's okay. She's entitled to choose her husband whether he's married or not. How do you like that? 
Sounds very biblical, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it used the Bible on this one. Matthew chapter 5, 27 and 28 says, Jesus said, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. There is no room, there is no condition set forth by Jesus where a married man can take multiple wives. In fact, Jesus said that to even look at another woman is adultery. Yes, Janelle, you may choose your husband even if he's married, but you are wrong to say you're entitled to choose a married man. But even aside from all that, do it if you must, but don't do it and lay the blame on God effectively twisting his perfect plan for eternal life uh, through and only through Jesus' death on the cross. To equate what Jesus did on the cross with living polygamy is nothing short of blasphemy. And you do that when you live polygamy as a condition to get into heaven. Anything you want to say about that? <laughs> well, it's kind of shocking. Uh, you know, how does the how do the polygamists deal with the Book of Mormon and and their being against polygamy? because I do believe in the Book of Mormon, right? The polygamists. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, I definitely believe in the Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great and Price, the, and the Bible. Of course, we believe it talks against polygamy, or mm -hmm. it certainly doesn't promote it. Mm -hmm. It's just shocking that this, this goes on and that there is such abuse and and yeah. it's allowed by yeah. by the law and. By the, by the law and by, by uh, just people who don't really check out their religion. During the television show conversation, Cody never agreed that his religion forces him to live polygamy or be damned. He never mentioned that what they're doing is against the state and federal law. And why is TLC glamorizing it like we talked yeah, about either? Yeah, why, why are they, they glamorizing that? an illegal activity? And why are the Browns suing to decriminalize polygamy when nobody's being hounded? Uh, it, for all intents and pur purposes, it's already decriminalized. Nobody's being thrown in jail. Nobody's in court for living polygamy. And uh, I think we must be sadly informed because I always thought that we live, our country was based on the rule of law. <laughs> And that's why it's so surprising that the country just, I mean, we're so apathetic as a people, as a society, that in fact we're starting, it sounds like we're almost trying, uh, it sounds like we're glamorizing, like you say, mm -hmm. glamorizing the whole practice. Glamorizing, it started with uh, big love. Yeah. So we'll end this discussion before we open up the phone lines with an opposing statement to Cody Brown's opening statement. Love should never be divided. And that's exactly what polygamy does. We're going to take our break now, and we're going to open up the telephone lines for our viewers to call in. You're welcome to call in and ask us your questions or make your comments about our subject matter tonight. Our phone number is 801-973-8820-973-TV20. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you, and we're going to share our short message right now. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877 877 
425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show tonight. This is Polygamy, What Love Is This? And with the co our co-host uh, Earl Erskine, we have been talking about the recent uh, September 15th uh, TLC television broadcast of the Sister Wives where they debated in April uh, at the University of no Nevada, Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, the Sister Wives family as well uh, with four panelists who had come out of polygamy groups. And, and it really did not. What was your general opinion when it was all said and done what was your general opinion of the way that... Uh, well, I've learned a little bit more that since then that, that there was a lot of editing that went on, and I think TLC ended up, of course, uh, which you might expect, them promoting their program, mm -hmm. and, and that, so I think it kind of leaned that way. One th a couple of the things, I, as again, we mentioned that they didn't really talk about the religion very much, but they also seemed to stay away from the children and how these aren't just adults out not uh, having an impact on children. These children are coming in, there's what, 16 or 17? 17, 17 mm -hmm. children. And so this isn't isolated, well, I'm doing this as an adult and I have that freedom to choose. They're actually impacting the lives of 16 and gosh, in a exponential way, that's mm -hmm. hundreds of people over mm -hmm. the next uh, generation or two. So. It, their actions are impacting a lot of people. So when they say this is a matter for consenting adults, they should be able to do whatever they want in their own bedrooms. This isn't just it, the it consenting isn't just adult, them. right? And and the stories are so plentiful about people having problems, and maybe they are having love and and sharing things that are unique in this situation. But it that's not the general rule. There must be more ninety eight percent that don't have those same. Mm -hmm. Good experience. Yeah, I think 98% <laughs> is a little low. <laughs> Could be <laughs> More than that, that, that don't have those experiences. Yeah. As I mentioned, three of the four panelists have been guests on our show in the past, and I thought I would um, put, let you know what shows they've been on. So if you want to watch or rewatch them, you can go online to see them. You can go to whatloveisthis.tv and uh, you can click on the year that of the show and you can find the show you want. Uh, Christine Decker was on our show November 1st of 2012 and she was also on our show again January 17th of 
this year, 2013. Christine Marie uh, told her story on our show on March 21st of this year, 2013, and Colleen Snow told her part or a small part of her story uh, on August 29th of this year. And Willie Steed, like I said, will be our guest November 14th uh, in uh, just a little over a month. So you can go on our our website and click on those dates, and you can watch or rewatch the programs with those panelists at any time that you would like to. Our phone lines are open, 801-973-TV20. It looks like that all the lines are lit up, but we don't have anybody yet. Well, we have one person right now that's that's ready to talk. So let's talk to Bob in Ogden. Hello, Bob. Yes, ma'am? Yes, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Is this Doris? This is Doris. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Uh, my question is I'm listening to you tonight, and I seen that uh, Sister Wife show the other day. I'm curious, who finances them? How can they afford four homes like that? The uh, financial, you know, for the children, their clothes, their food. I mean, who works? I think only one of them works. Uh, does Cody work? Where do they get the money for their homes? Well, their the, they're obviously getting funded uh, by TLC Productions the, the for the rights to film their lives like they are. I don't know the, the dollars. The advertisers, probably. And, and the advertisers. Whoever those are. Is the, so that's, I'm sure, pretty heavily funded for that. Well, I'm just curious because, you know, they're, they're good-sized homes. I mean, them homes cost quite a bit of money. The cars he drives, I don't see mm -hmm. him... You know, yeah. ever working and, or anything. And how they do it really, it, it, it doesn't really matter how they get funded as long as it's honest and as long as they don't go on welfare, which a lot of polygamists do, by the way, and which some of the sister wives have been on welfare uh, since they've been married, since they've been in the polygamous unions. So, but right now, I don't think any of them are. I see. So TLC pretty much is the one that's well, uh, at uh, this fun. point, yeah. I see. I understand. And uh, I didn't know you'd make that much money just being on PLC. I have <laughs> no idea what their contract is. Yes, I agree with you. Well, thank you for your time. God bless you. I think you're doing a great job, and uh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay, we have Dallas calling from Salt Lake City. Hello, Dallas. Hello. You're on the air. Hello, Doris. My name is Dallas. I'm from Trouble. And... Uh, my comment was about uh, the legalization of polygamy as opposed to the decriminalization. Uh -huh. I believe that the decriminalization is what the polygamists would like. True. If they legalized polygamy, the uh, people who practice it, especially the husbands, would be held for massive amounts of child support and maybe even prison time. That's why they're not suing for legalization. That's why they're suing for decriminalization, because it won't change a thing. They'll just be right where they are, exactly. and they won't ever have to worry about the, any legal legalities. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I think if they legalized it, that would be a great thing, because the fathers would be held responsible to pay child support for all their children. Well, I, I would not agree with you there, Dallas, because there, are, there, there, there would be too many. Uh, they, that wouldn't stop them from break, breaking the law. That wouldn't stop right. them from, from having children that they couldn't afford and put them on welfare or food stamps or, or, or yeah, WIC. You're or, right. I agree it wouldn't with stop you. that at all. I can see the point where they want to dececriminalize. Just another way of kind of sneaking around the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to not be and, under uh, the law. I really appreciate you clarifying that. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. 
Thank you, Doris. Mm -hmm. Bye. Okay, I have a comment that I would like to make. I've mentioned this on the show always three or four months ago, I think, but tonight I thought I would kind of dig into it a little bit more. It was a, a comment that we received on our Facebook page, and I'd like to read the comment and then comment about it. And this is what it said, and I quote, Polygamy does not need to be a form of bondage, just as any marriage does not have to be a form of bondage. It can be a loving commitment between multiple spouses, working together to raise a family, pay the bills, and find happiness through God's will. This demonizing, bigoted, stereotypical stance towards polygamy is outdated and wrong. It's time to honor everyone's right to marry whom they please. Join us in standing up for true marriage equality, end quote. So, we've demonized polygamy, they say. Yeah. We're bigoted, stereotypical, uh, outdated and wrong. But my question is, by whose standards are we wrong? Yours? Why should we go by your standards and not ours? Must we all live by your standard? And if we and a few million others believe that polygamy is wrong, maybe it's you who are bigoted against monogamy. Maybe it's you and not us who are wrong. And they said that we demonize polygamy. We haven't demonized polygamy at all. It's the polygamous behavior that has demonized polygamy, not us. All we do is report what's been going on in secret in polygamy groups. We quote biblical verses to support what God, that God is not for polygamy. And we quote early Mormon men who themselves were monsters living and perpetrating the crime of polygamy, and it was a crime then in early Mormonism, and it's still a crime today. It's against the law, and breaking the law constitutes a crime committed. And every place the Mormon polygamists lived, polygamy was illegal before they got there. So I don't think it's honest to say that we're bigoted and we demonize uh, the polygamy No, and life. a lot of this negative comes from those that have left the practice. And as you said earlier, if God really did have a better program called polygamy, it would be a better program. And people leaving it, well, they wouldn't leave it for the, in the first place. And if they did, they would say what a wonderful program it was. And they, <laughs> yeah. they when they leave, they don't say that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they no. say how, how much abuse, physical, emotional, sexual abuse that occurs. And, and that's just reporting. That's mm -hmm. just their experience. And, and that's basically what we do. Of course, we, own our own, we, we put in our own editorial comments yes. <laughs> as we go along. Well, you have but to make some conclusions. The, the, some <laughs> conclusions, that's right. And of course, we always bring the Bible to bear on what we talk about. Um, when we talk the anti-polygamy stance. Uh, God is anti-polygamy, and we can find that very easily in the Bible. We went through uh, the internet and we pulled off some comments uh, from some of the, the uh, internet spots and TLC spots and uh, that, that talked where people were making comments about this show. And I thought that maybe we would read some of those comments. Um, we do have a, uh, an open line right now if someone wants to call in. We have someone who hasn't quite made it here yet, but our number is 801-973-8820. The first comment um, is from polygamyinfo.wordpress.com, and the writer wrote, and I quote, 
I do believe polygamous families consist of good, meaningful individuals who are entitled to all the same rights afforded to everyone else in this country. Yet, there is something enormously missing in these shows. The lines are becoming increasingly blurred. These wonderful humans, broad stroke, are committing a crime, and criminals shouldn't have their own reality show. Or at least you'd think they shouldn't, unless it was to help rehabilitate one another and educate the public about their harmful actions towards one another. Okay, neither family has been charged, nor have they been convicted of a crime. Yet they all know polygamy is illegal, including TLC. It's in our face every week. Clearly, it's a win-win for both the media and the polygamous families involved. As ratings go up, so does something else, money. I can't imagine any child, let alone an adult, proudly shoving their hand in the cookie jar and then begging, crying, and pleading, don't paint me with a broad stroke as he stands there with cookie crumbs on his face. <laughs> I thought that was a good comment. That's a, a very good comment, very astute and, yeah. and, and covered all the points very sure well. Did. And that's exactly what it is. It, it, we have to face the facts. Um, and, you know, if, the, if our country decides that they lower the standards, to accommodate polygamists, there'll be a sad day for our country. That's yeah. what's been going on. But. And society seems to be willing at, at different different ways of accepting sinful behavior. Mm -hmm. It just has always been that way. It seems it seems terrible. That's what I thought was so interesting about the Canadian ruling, that they spent all that time and effort and came to the conclusion that it wasn't a good practice. And it was harmful to women and children. And you found an article from, what, the New York Times this about that? This is from the that? New York Times. Just, uh, it was kind of a summary of uh, the, the Supreme Court justices, Chief Justice's comments said, found that women in polygamous relationships faced higher rates of domestic, physical, and sexual abuse, died younger, and were more prone to mental illness. Children from those marriages, he said, were more likely to be abused and neglected, less likely to perform well at school, and offer, often suffered from emotional and behavioral problems. Hmm. That was in the New York Times. Mm -hmm. so. and, and like we talked about, the, 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 the most in-depth, uh, con comprehensive study on polygamy was done by the, the Canadians. Well, yeah. it was in the court system well, up this there. Was, this was that, that, this was, was that uh, Chief Justice mm -hmm. up in Canada. Yeah, yeah. and there's lots, yeah. lots of other. And by the way, on our Shield and Refuge website, we do have video testimony of some of the women who testified in that court case, and you can go on our website and see that there as well. Okay. I was going to say that you, you mentioned uh, at some point we talked about a different, some other programs that were going to be on TLC. There was one called Five Wives, mm -hmm. I think. And if, My if, Five Wives. If they'll I look that up on the YouTube, they'll see some discussion about those women admitting that there is a lot of jealousy, and uh, it's a difficult even for them in in mm -hmm. the practice that, that, that it's a challenge to, to and it's so sad that they really stick to the idea that god wants them to go through that god, yeah, he's never bondage, said that yeah, yeah the bondage the jealousy this is their and, only way to get to gain salvation yeah yeah never yep. intended that okay we have on line two ruth calling from moab hello ruth uh this is ruth yes you're on the air uh i wanted to first of all thank you for the tremendous work that you're doing. My comment is directed toward uh, LDS folks that are watching you right now because I believe that anyone that sees this program has been handpicked by God to bring truth 
into their life about this principle of polygamy. And even though if you're a Mormon and you're watching this and you're not practicing it now, it is an accepted law of the heavenlies that you are subject to practice polygamy in order to populate other worlds. Right. If you will question this, what these people are discussing on this program, uh, Latter-day Saints, you will then have a, a more open mind to other principles within the Church that are just as outrageous. And I'm, I'm just delighted with uh, Earl and, and all that you're doing, and, and a real compliment to the show. Uh, Doris, keep up the good work. I am not a reformed or translated or transferred, transitioned a polygamous uh, uh, result. But I know truth when I hear it and see it, and this has got to be touching hundreds and maybe even thousands of LDS people right now that are watching this program at this time. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thanks, Ruth. We sure, we, we sure pray Thank for you. that. And we do pray for that. The we beginning do. of every show and throughout the week, we pray that God will bring to watch who needs to see what we have to say. Yeah. You should see some of the emails we get. Some of them who weren't too happy about what we're doing, but that we do get a lot that um, that we're, it, it does touch them. It does it, pierce it, their heart. Line true. three, very quickly, we have Kimber from Roy. Hello, Kimber. Kimber. Hi, Doris. Yes. Kimber. Okay, you're on the air. Hi. Um, I just have a comment, sort of a question. Go ahead. The polygamists believe that they are so correct and they're good in their own eyes, then why do they try so hard to hide information from the outside world to their own people, just as if the communist South or North Koreans do? That's a good question. It's like a Berlin Wall, isn't it? It, it is. It is like a, a, the a invisible Berlin Wall up there that yeah. keeps them in or out. Uh, that's a very good question, Kimber. Having been in a polygamy group myself, um, we didn't see it as clearly uh, as 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 we can see it when we get out and on, are on the outside looking in. Um, but also there are leaders, leadership within the every polygamy group who knows that what they're doing is wrong. They know it. Um, but the, the, the normal run-of-the-mill member, loyal, faithful member, they don't know. They're just following the leader and doing what they're told to do. So um, very quickly, we're almost, um, almost to the uh, closing part of the show. I want to read one more uh, letter. A uh, comment from TLC's website said, first, this show is disgusting. <laughs> Second, I believe that these women each deserve a man who loves them and wants only them. Inside, they must feel like they're not good enough to keep him happy. Just plain and simple, I think this show should be canceled for endorsing this man's perversion. Well, that's kind of what I think. It whether they know it's right or wrong, the, the man must know that he's lusting in a significant way. And, and to be a woman, knowing that he's out shopping still for more women, mm -hmm. potential, that's, hard. That, that's got to be a problem. That it's, is it's, so it's, hard. Every polygamous woman that's come on the show and talks about that, it just breaks their heart that they have to sit there and watch their husband court other women. It just... It, uh, that's it doesn't horrible. doesn't sound very godlike, I've uh, got to say. That's exactly right. Well, thanks, Earl, for being here. Oh, Thank thanks you so much. Thanks for having me. 
And I just want to close with Joseph Smith's polygamy, uh, saying that it is nourished by the promise of future exaltation into a mythical godhood for the male and an eternal baby-making machine for each of his wives. Polygamy teaches women that they can and must overcome jealousy and submit themselves to an eternity of second-class status. Polygamists are conditioned to expect persecution and discrimination, and when it happens, they're convinced that they've been validated, which couldn't be further from the truth. But most practicing polygamists do have a high-level persecution complex. Our show is based on biblical truths, and we hold Joseph Smith up for examination. He claimed God did or said many things which, when you compare it to the Bible, cannot <clears throat> possibly be true. Polygamy is only one of Joseph Smith's twisted doctrines. Learning what the Bible teaches will inoculate us against false teachers and false teachings, and the wolf in the sheep pen when, that Jesus warned us about will be clearly seen. He'll be easily spotted and expelled. When someone says, Thus saith the Lord, it carries a lot of power to those who are easily swayed. But God has commanded that we test everything, and our biblical test is biblical truth. <clears throat> Biblical illiteracy is the reason that abusive religions like polygamy thrive, and the Bible proves that God never, ever commanded plural marriage through Joseph Smith. Just because some men in the Bible had multiple wives does not mean that God commanded men to have multiple wives. Polygamy denies the exclusive love that God did command a man to have his one wife. The God of the Bible did monogamy, not polygamy. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? This program is a production of the Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.